0: We're on. The, we're running the gauntlet here. We have a. We've done a bunch, but we've had a gap because you know somebody had to out their own book instead of reading <laughs> listen we put out two books this month so we're a little behind a little behind and i want to plug that right away so first
1: um american sublime episode 19 i believe 19 yeah
0: so first i want to just announce uh my the press i run because this came out before your book book uh sentimental press just put out a book it features manassa and there's an essay. Uh, Featuring myself as well But many other writers Including Kai mm-hmm. Who was on this Kai Warmouth. There's uh, Maxwell Crook Poet who Was from Clyde Now lives in New York City mm-hmm. um, Some other people Ryan Krishanek from Vermont Wrote a Wrote a nice poem About a Lovely time he had With a lady Over the summer mm. In the Grand Canyon Of all places Um And a host of other people. There's poems, stories, essays, anecdotes, all compiled into this one, Sentimental Annual. And if you're interested in picking that up, uh, we'll talk about this. We'll do a whole cast on this book at some point, I think. We'll maybe read through it and discuss it like we did, 76, to plug it. And -hmm. then... then, um, uh, but for now i'm just going to i'm just going to say if you want this go to sentimentalpress.net you can check it out um there's also a blog up there that i'm posting mm. writing so far i posted your essay mm-hmm. up there mm-hmm. and just sort of the mission statement i've got to post some more um i got to repost that i didn't repost that and I'll, i spelled your name right on the site too so. oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and um aside from the sentimental press book again at sentimentalpress.net you just released your first book of essays, writings, and ramblings, right? Uh, yes. Philosophy of Jazz. Tell us a little bit Philosophy about Philosophy of Jazz Music.
1: Yeah, it's uh, collected and selected writings from the past 10 or so years. Uh, it's not only about jazz. I realize I maybe should have been a bit more explicit on the cover, but <clears throat> I, like the, I like the title, Philosophy of Jazz Music, and other essays. And... There aren't only essays in there. There are also poems, uh, some some travel writing. He says it's, it's not only about
0: jazz, but jazz is a mood. So jazz it's, is the a book mood. is the the it's a mood of jazz,
1: right? That the idea? I think there's probably an ambient kind of pervasive mood of jazz that flows throughout it. Um, but of course, that idea is only something that I realized was there recently. So it might not be so pronounced in like earlier stuff, but also I didn't date everything. I only dated a few things mm. and I did that on purpose because I want people to, um, uh, exercise their own judgment to kind of figure out what is old and what is new. A lot of judgments coming. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read this yet, but when I do, we'll do, we'll definitely do a podcast yeah. on this as well. Yeah, of course. Just to discuss it.
1: But, uh, yeah. So, I was working on that for a while. It and, takes a um, long time. It takes a lot longer than you'd think. It's the writing is the,
0: is the shortest thing to do. True. It's it's now it's the organization. It's the figuring out the cover. It's the formatting. It's the Formatting. It's the making sure the margins are uniform. Right. 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 It's the worst part. You could write a book in a month and then spend
1: three months just trying to figure out. Totally. You know, what size am I going to do? Eight and a half? Well, even when you figure things out, like, you know, submitting it to Amazon, for example, uh, the last thing that I did, as I think you probably should do, is to create a table of contents. But in, you know, pages where I was putting everything together, um, they don't let you align text Mm. with certain margins, like, right on the margin. They... (laughs) There are some limitations, so I had to do uh, image in another app, and um, so I spent like half a day making the table of contents. You can't upload PDF files of the covers. You so the cover is different, so you I can do, That's what you were saying. No, no, no. So yeah, you can upload a, a PDF of the cover, but you can also they have like an image yeah, or a cover not. maker um, where you just upload an image actually. So you um, can
0: make it in Photoshop and then just
1: upload the JPEG. Exactly, yeah. Catch. But this is different. So the the table of contents is, you know, this essay is on page 76. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I I had taken all this time to get the numbers right and to, you know, align all the things in the table of contents. And then I submit the book file to to kdp kindle direct printing and they tell me that my margins are incorrect and so i have to go change the margins so i change the margins and what that does is it increases my book length by like 14 pages so now my entire table of contents yeah. is wrong yeah 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 <laughs> and it's just a many things That's like exactly that right yeah many things like that i bet in the, So you got to redo the whole thing the good thing about
0: pdf is that it auto adjusts i think Hmm. so uh you have to manually do the table of contents but all of the page numbers do auto adjust if you Mm -hmm. if you insert stuff
1: Mm -hmm.
0: it's not like if you insert something between page five and six and it makes page six seven right it changes it to seven Mm -hmm. but uh, yeah
1: i don't think it does it for
0: it's not going to do it for a table of contents because that's all manual, right? So yeah, that's that's the stuff that sucks. And you have to go through it all.
1: Yes, Just you have to do the entire thing over. It, it's uh... anyway. That's why I didn't finish this book. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, what was it? Two weeks ago now. Yeah. And
0: for two weeks I've been saying, "How, how are you doing? Did you start women yet?" And you went, "Nope." <laughs> I said, "Of all the books I have in my shop, it's probably the easiest one
1: to read." It actually was quite easy. And, you know, at first I wasn't enjoying it. Bukowski's Women, by the way, if you're just tuning in uh, and you didn't hear episode 18. But, uh, yeah, so at first I wasn't enjoying it. But then as it was progressing, I started enjoying it. It has its charm. I will say (laughs) it's very nihilistic and like... I don't want to be this guy. He's not inspiring to me, and his worldview and the world that he lives in, I think, is incredibly depressing.
0: It's absence of worldview, though. So that's perhaps it. Really, is there is no worldview to it? It's not even. He's not even aggressive. He's not even mean necessarily. He's not. I mean, people will say he is. Chynosky is, but uh, he's like this absence of everything. He's true nihilism.
1: Yeah, he's like this walking negation.
0: Right. You think of nihilism, though, like uh, you you think of it as people who despise things. Like Dostoevsky's Underground Man is this this man who's dark and brooding and despising. Mm -hmm. Bukowski's character's not like that. Mm -hmm. Bukowski himself himself doesn't seem to be like that. Not actually nihilistic. Because to be nihilistic, you actually have to care about... How much you don't care (laughs) (laughs) Right And (laughs) Janasky Just doesn't Care It's organic Gives no
1: fucks Uh, Yeah I was Trying to Well I wasn't trying But I was sensing A Lineage For him And He's Kind of a mix Of Hemingway And Kerouac I would say Really? Yeah. Minus the the belief in God that Kerouac had. But he's like Hemingway if Hemingway was dirty. You know? Hemingway also... And not trying to be literary because... Yeah. Because Hemingway still cared... The one thing he still cared about in his writing was that he would be somewhat literary. Like, he wasn't name-dropping people. At least not very often. Once in a blue moon, he would. And you also see Bukowski kind of being this American anti-intellectual but then he meets Nicole you know who's the the chick with the New Yorker in her living room and she introduces herself as oh I've gone to you know Greece and Paris and I don't like London and she's offering him red wine and yada 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 but uh and that's and they're both reading Newt Hampson which I don't know if you know him um I think he wrote the book Hunger, mm. uh, which is kind of like a Bildungsroman coming-of-age type book. Um, I'm pretty sure it was Hampson who wrote that. I might be mistaken. But anyway, uh, so he, he does kind of care about being literary. Chino- Chinasky, or Chinasky, I don't even know how to say Chinasky. it. Chinasky. China-ski
0: <laughs> China is, uh,
1: China-ski we China-ski We're China-ski <laughs> yeah but okay so he's not completely an anti-intellectual though it's like 95% of it is yeah I happen to be a writer but my, I'm just miserable and I'm, I have to pacify myself with liquor All day, every day.
0: I think the anti-intellectualism would again would have to come from
1: some degree of caring. You have to care to be. Yeah, it's it is kind of like an affectation, I think, because I don't know, and maybe this is just because I'm young or something. uh, But I enjoy literary taxonomy, like finding out who people's references are and what they believed in why they made certain choices like that's interesting to me and I don't think that it's necessarily pretentious even though I think that pretension isn't, I don't think pretension is bad, I think affectation is bad and I think the difference probably between affectation and pretension is that affectation is empty pretension it's like the facade of of uh, aristocracy is affectation Mm. like you're not actually great you're just pretending to be be great whereas pretension I think like is just a word that people use when they hate greatness they hate something that's that's actually refined and they can't understand it or they hate people enjoying knowledge of whatever stripe I don't know. Maybe that's like a class thing for him, or I, I have no idea what it is. I I respect the game, but I don't know. There's something about him where I'm like, there is so much other.
0: It's not worth writing reading. that I could read. Th- there's <clears throat> certain things after the age of twenty-five that aren't really worth your time.
1: Right. That's Bukowski. I but mean. also, there's the um, there's the aspect of it which is that that way of living may have been interesting at the time to have no rules and to not care because it had a contrast, which was some kind of rule following in a way, maybe, or like, which, what is this? This is written in kind of like the eighties, no? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. This Um, is like Reagan era, you know, most of America voted for Reagan. Um, 78. So it's like very it's very square Republic. Yeah. That's like uh, 19, it's, 1980 is drug war, you know? So you're
0: heading into, you're heading into America's conservatism.
1: Yeah. Right? So it's super conservative. And what's going to be the contrast to this kind of order it's, in society? It's going to be this lone chaotic individual. So it feels
0: like this is the end of the, the end of the counterculture sort of coming yeah. in. It's uh, here's the last slow, uh, drip of, um, people just kind of doing drugs and drinking and having sex And it's just uh, ugly Yeah, it's kind of like people are over it by that point They're over it, but they're still participating because, Sure You know, it's still... They, there are people who have to take the bullet of being the fizzle-out end of it Yeah, yeah You know, of any culture Yeah Now, you you, you know... A lot what, of single mothers You're going to see this with... Uh, with um contemporary liberal p- politics mm-hmm. you're already seeing it there's, yeah. there's a massive fizzling out that's starting, yeah, people are rejecting just the whole game yeah. Uh, the politeness politics, the right. you know, all of these things, and, and there are people who are going to hold on and be the fizzle, yeah, and they're going to just start to look kind of pathetic.
1: They're going to—they're already old-fashioned. They look old. Fa- they're going to start yeah. looking old-fashioned, you know. Like, oh, your hair is, you know, pink. You're right, right. So old yeah, no, really.
0: People are going to be. That's. <laughs> it's like that's. It's it sounds funny, but but it's true. I mean, <laughs> it's so played out. You know I can't help but think so many people roll their eyes and now you know you know like young people yeah it's like um it's like what seth dylan said on rogan right he's like all the all the, like countercultural kids are going to
1: church now yeah <laughs> yeah
0: it's like it's funny but
1: yeah he's like if you want to be actually punk rock you're going to go to mass and
0: it was funny and it was like this big skit but he goes no what you got pink hair and like a nose ring you're you're running for congress you know yeah what yeah you know? what are you running for <laughs> yeah yeah but it's true it's sort of the same thing here it's like oh Oh, yawn. It's just a yawn. I read this book. Yeah, and I, I'm not impressed. I'm just not
1: impressed with. This. Yeah, it's a. It's very much a book of its time. I've um, heard, this is my second time reading it. Yeah, I'm you like, know, I wow. saw I saw the reference actually because throughout what I've read of it, I didn't finish it, but throughout <laughs> what I read of it, um, they're calling him Hank. Yeah. And one of my favorite shows when I was in college was uh, Californication. I don't know. And and I think they mentioned Bukowski in that show at certain points, but the main the main character's name is Hank Moody, and it's 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 a good show. Um, he's basically this guy in mm. women, but he's younger. And better looking. He drives a shitty Porsche. Um, what else? Oh, he... He has written some book. In the in the opening of the show, he's written some book that made him some money and gave him some fame. And he accidentally meets this uh, underage girl. Uh, she's 16 in a bookstore, but she, like... Looks like she's in her 20s And <clears throat> she's very clever And she goes And they end up going home together And she, When they're Done sleeping together She uh, punches him in the face And then leaves And he ends up writing this book Called Fucking and Punching And <laughs> And she comes back I think she sleeps with him again or something Um, because she has it over his head and his ex-wife is actually he finds out married to her dad and so so she has yeah so she has blackmail on him and with the blackmail she's able to come over to his house again and and she has this uh, English project that's due and she's she comes over early one morning he's still sleeping there's actually another woman uh, you know at his house and And she's like, Hank, I need you to help me. I have this English project that's due today. And he's like, no, you got to get out of here. Like, what do you think you're doing? And he just kicks her out and goes back to his room. But she's still in his house, and she sees the manuscript. And she takes it, and it's the only copy and she's reading it and she can tell that it's good like she's a precocious chick she knows what good writing is and she submits it to a publisher under her own name oh my god and so for like four seasons she's doing book tours and his this was like his one inspiration that he got he wrote a great book now everyone's raving about it they think that it's this chick's book her name is mia and it's just a it's a hilarious it's show, evil. but anyway it 's called Californication It takes place in l a and it's that the character is definitely based off of Chinasky in women i'm certain of it, yeah,
0: well Chinasky's yeah. just Bukowski right yeah you're not supposed to do that with most books, but you can do it with this For yeah 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 so, you know i read I read I think about two hundred pages this time around. I don't know, I can check that I can verify that looks like to be yeah one ninety six or whatever and uh, the thing about the thing about women the book not women <laughs> <laughs> the thing about the book is um, you know I, I went and read reviews because I just wanted to see what the modern temperature was on this book
1: oh yeah that's right I just
0: I went to Goodreads and I saw, nice. what are people saying and um, I thought it was just gonna be a bunch of a bunch of people who took themselves so seriously and, uh, you know, couldn't give a fair approximation of the book. Yeah. So I went and I clicked on some of the reviews, you know, a lot of young women reading the book. Oh, really? uh, Yeah, yeah. uh, To hate on it? With with anger, they felt strongly about this book. Really? I felt like it was fair. Mm. Uh, The things that they actually said, I was like, yeah, it does read that way. Because Janasky only gives us one woman who has any three dimension Hmm. in this book. That's Lydia. Mm -hmm. And the three dimension is like violence. Yeah. (laughs) And chaos. Yeah. Lydia was the only character you didn't know what she was going to do. Yeah, all of the other women, he's like slides over to on the couch, touches yeah. her leg, says, "Show me your pussy." <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, uh, and they go, "Okay, yeah, then, let's go to bed." And then right. they just get naked for him. Right. Mind you, this is an ugly man coming up on sixty. Yeah. You know who has had some success as a writer, but really isn't. He's not like a household name, right? You know, he's
1: had success. He's but, like somewhat underground, I guess. Yeah, he's he's. He's uh, like if you know, you know, kind of, but like on the yeah, step up, right, right, yeah in
0: in the in the hip circles, he was like, right. wow,
1: it's Hank Chansky.
0: but he, you know, he's not Bieber, you know, walking around, right, right. <laughs> anyway, um, and Lydia really, you know, to, to just the, the women in the book have no dimension. Yeah, you you don't you, you don't he doesn't he doesn't write. These women as anything other than sex dolls really. Yeah. And uh that is troublesome to me. Yeah. Because you know how I said this book is an absence of worldview, but that is a worldview. True. That is a worldview that that's built into that absence.
1: Yeah, there's no such thing as absence of worldview.
0: He said you know, and even when he says I'm falling in love with these women, it's he's not falling in love with anything yeah interesting. He's seeing. Uh, there's this woman. I think it's Dee Dee. Yeah, and she's a redhead. He's just, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, she's the the widow. Well, not. She tries to kill herself with pills. Yes, <coughs> that's true.
0: Um, but there's another widow that comes up later. Uh, her name is. Um, I don't even. I don't even remember. And that's the thing. I don't remember the one. Yeah, there's so many. I don't remember. I remember Mercedes. Um, Dee Dee's the... You don't really remember any of it. It's just pills and uh, problems and back rent and... And uh, poetry readings. Poetry readings and then people calling him up and saying, can I come over with beer? And then... And you just start to go, well, the absence of it all for Hank is really is his worldview about these women and there's just no there's no dynamic Lydia was a, at least to me interesting hmm. and also was really his his love in life because there was a girlfriend of Bukowski's and she was a sculptor and she sculpted his head. Oh, really really it's so funny that, yeah, they that kept, was a funny that thing that was good I mean that part's funny is they keep leaving no yeah. one breaks it they just keep bringing it right, back, right? 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 You know, and, and it's an interesting game. It's still that's out there. The, oh, really? The yeah, head it's still intact. Yeah. Wow. The, the bus of his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so Lydia at least is interesting, and Lydia at least um, has the capacity, it seems, for uh, loving this guy. But it can only be a woman like that who could love a guy like this. Mm-hmm. You can't. Have, it, there's no way in the world. That you could have A a, a decent woman love, love a man like this Because he's so beyond decency he, He's He's not even a tragic figure He's just like a, He's just like the kind of guy like, Yeah I'm not going to leave my daughter around Yeah yeah no Um and uh, yeah, so so that so reading the reviews, I just I did I did agree with I agreed with like these young girls because yeah. they were giving they weren't giving it some feminist assessment really. Yeah, they were just like yeah, it is, the women don't have anything to them. Yeah, and it's like yeah, the reason I can't remember or differentiate them is that's true.
1: Right. Well, because his interaction is one dimensional. Right. He's just sleeping with them. That's it. Yeah. 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 Whereas his interaction with Lydia is multi dimensional. Like she's trying to kill him with her car. She tries to run him over. She goes over to Nicole's house, you know, earlier in the book. Yeah. Uh, and she throws a beer bottle through this chick's window. She has a major life
0: event, which is she gets pregnant and has a miscarriage. Mm. It, does, it doesn't seem to be
1: Chenasky's miscarriage. I that see. She has, but she has. I thought it was funny, actually, one. that one scene, though, when he's, he meets Nicole, who's the, uh, the the chick who reads The New Yorker. He calls her an art bitch, or a, a culture bitch, is what he calls her, which is like a prehistoric version of an art hoe, you know. Um, and so he meets the culture girl, and... Uh, He has started visiting her three times a week And he's going to the grocery... Well, he does go to the grocery store to get Beer and liquor Before he goes over And Lydia finds out And she's like, what are you doing all these afternoons? Like, you've been spending a lot of time At the grocery store And so Lydia follows him And she finds out that he's been Visiting this chick Nicole And um, so then... Well, there's this whole scene, and uh, uh, Nicole or Lydia tries to run him over. She takes her car, which is called the Thing," and she drives it up onto the sidewalk where he's trying to clean up mm. the glass from all the bottles that she took from him and smashed on the sidewalk. So he's trying to clean him up I love how he got one beer out. Yeah, he gets one, but then she takes it from him Throws it through Nicole's window And, uh, and Then he's, he tries to go up And like, go into Nicole's house And Nicole says, listen You should just leave with her before she kills somebody Around here <laughs> So he gets in the car uh, And I don't know if this is like right after Or a couple scenes later I don't remember, but they're on the freeway and he disagrees with her about something, and she starts driving. The she pulls way. over, and she kicks him out. And then she comes back yeah. around. She picks him up again. And he disagrees with her again. She pulls over, kicks him out. He walks over to this hot dog stand, and and but then she drives down the wrong way the road. Oh, she does. And they're in the car. Oh, goes, later. What the fuck are you doing? Oh my god! You know, yeah, yeah. She
0: does. It's. I think it's on that same drive, and she she just does it to like ah. scare him, You know, she's crazy. Wild card. Oh, for sure. She's still alive. The character that's based really on yeah. She's in her eighties. Wow. She's a sculptor. Is she still sculpting? I don't know, but it's based on his girl, his longtime girlfriend. Yeah. Who he was with. In a substantial way, you know, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you do get the sense that uh, there's a, well, there's a story in this book my buddy wrote. <laughs> <laughs> the Grand Canyon story? No, no, no. Um, there's a, that's a poem. Those oh, Kai's story. Uh, a friend, long friend, longtime friend of mine, Joe. Okay. From New England. Yeah. Wrote a very Bukowski-esque story that's in here, nice. and that's called uh, "The Plane Touchdown in Denver." And it's about a relationship he had with a woman we both knew back in Massachusetts, who I had known well before he had known, mm-hmm. and I had known her for years. I liked her, yeah, but I never went for it, yeah, because I was like, "There's some fire in there that will burn me up."
1: Mm. <laughs> and uh, so he went for
0: so it. So one day I was having coffee with her, yeah, because uh, we we were friends, but I, and I know she liked me, yeah. But I, I was like, I just know it's I just know I can't handle this. I yeah. can't handle this woman. And you had read women at the time. I right? probably already read it. Yeah. yeah, I read it. So you were aware. So, so I'm sitting in the cafe. This could be a Lydia figure. Oh, for sure. I knew she was. Yeah. I knew she was. I you can see that in people. Yeah. True. You know, the type of, it's just the type of person who's gonna drive the car the wrong way down the road. Yeah. Um, and I'm sitting there in the cafe, this is at night. And uh, in Worcester, yeah. And I'm just we're just chatting, you know. And um, Worcester. and my buddy Joe just happened to come by, yeah. Cause we we all used to go to this place, you yeah. know. We just there was a pretty good chance at this time of my life that you'd find one of our group of friends at this cafe at some time in the day, yeah. If you went there, yeah. Um, and he came in and he met her, and uh, I brought her home after that, and I and um he met her and he was enamored yeah and um, I brought her home after that and that was the last night of like when she was finally like alright this guy's not gonna try yeah which is me yeah and then (laughs) but my buddy Joe was like I'm gonna take that uh,
1: off your hands (laughs) well anyway (laughs) they met in Denver
0: they met no they met that night after I left
1: they met up
0: Oh She was finally like You know what I'm gonna call his friend (laughs) Yep Well they kicked off A relationship It led to this story Wow You read the story And there's this little This funny little Little note in there About Just this little anecdote And it's It's just hilarious I'm like you, You dickhead I mean this is This is one of my best friends Yeah yeah but he said something about like he couldn't handle her, so I decided to do it for him. Oh my gosh,
1: <laughs> that's hilarious! Was, and then was, you're printing his story, it was I printed it. Yeah, yeah of course. course, it's a good story. Yeah, yeah. A, it is
0: a Bukowski story. That's funny. Uh, you know, and he's a he he's the one who gave me this book. Okay. Like he's, yeah, yeah. he he told me to read this stuff um, years and years ago. But anyway, maybe he he, had he
1: this, was looking for a Lydia. He's
0: married now. Um, and uh, all things are, are smooth and, and good but uh, but you know to put that out there there are those there are those things they lure you they excite you and even the things that can almost kill you um, and I know that it was pure it was very chaotic when he was dating her and I said dude I knew that would happen right because it's there like there's a, there's that light you can see yes you can see that um, the Lydia figures of the world hmm and there are Male versions of that as well, sure. they live off that chaos.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, and it's fun, and it's, it's exciting, and it's sensual. Yeah. Yeah, 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 there's something sexy about Lydia's insanity. Yeah, there's and there's no denying that. You're like, I don't know. well, she's a very passionate individual. Passion, uh, it's terrible use of it,
1: yeah. Um well, I don't know. I don't even know if you could you could make a moral claim about it. It's just like passion is, by definition, unruly. You can kind of try to direct it, but it's it's just, it's just so powerful. It's so unhinged. like if it's really passion,
0: just watch out. Right. Well, it's passion and uh, codependency, mm. you know, it comes. It's it goes past passion when it's. Uh, Leaving you every five minutes on the side of the road mm-hmm. to manipulate you. Mm-hmm. It's not really passion. Now you're you're being vindictive. Yeah, that's conscious. Or yep. she calls him and says, "It's over. It's over. I never want to see you again." And then shows up when there's a woman with him.
1: Yeah, I like how she just she moves out of the apartment complex that
0: he. Yeah, that, yeah. actually, a lot of. Um, Happens more than once. Yeah, because the, the girl, the woman Tammy, yes, you didn't. I don't know if you said. No. Tammy is uh, in the drugs. She has a kid, like a six year old. Wait,
1: something. that's early, isn't it?
0: Um, no, Tammy, Tammy, Tammy's oh, around Lydia, for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lydia has two kids though. So, um. Lydia does have children Yeah Yeah. And Tammy has one And Tammy is into pills Mm. And uh, drugs Yep She's kind of like To get messed up And uh, Tammy gives him also Some of that as well Like she almost forces him To miss a flight Because she's looking for pills Mm. (laughs) And he invited her To go do a reading With her in New York With him in New York And she's like Oh great And then she She's the chaos again Yeah And then she uh, On the plane um, on the plane ride to to New York, he's, you know, being a pervert, looking around the plane. Yeah. Um, and she's on something. Yeah. She passes out, and he thinks she dies. <laughs> so the plane lands, and I'm like, I think I think my girlfriend's dead. <laughs> oh, my God. And then he couldn't wake her up, and then someone else comes over and talks to her, and she, like, kind of stirs awake and just... Wait. And he goes, well, I guess she need to hear another voice. <laughs> and it, and it, my only point in raising it was, you know, was, uh, um, there are a few of these characters that have degrees of passion. But Lydia's is unique because it's not just passion. She does actually love him in the worst way possible. Yeah. And she's abusive. <laughs> right.
1: <clears throat>
0: so, you know, yeah. I think it's best to talk of real women (laughs) to date
1: women who aren't on that level. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it... (laughs) All the time. (laughs) I think maybe the reason... Well, there are a lot of reasons. But at least as far as the story goes, the reason that he's presenting these women in this way is because... It is a mono-dimensional interaction that he's having with them he's o- His only angle of approach is just sexual objectification, which is fine, okay That's his thing. but um, if that's the only thing that you care about in your interaction, then of course it's going to be empty. The irony of that though
0: being that about thirty percent of the time he can't keep it up. hmm. With a lot of them Yeah And he He describes it as You know he's pumping And pumping And, and then it's going limp And he, He's like a, He's sweating And his heart's beating Out of his chest Because he's You know Out of shape And smokes And some Pills I'm surprised he didn't Just have heart attacks Yeah How did he die? Leukemia uh, Bukowski died of leukemia. Yeah 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 Chinaski Lives forever <laughs> 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 um, and uh, but you know, and then so half of his interactions, he can't even fulfill that. It's almost like a burden. Yeah, yeah, it's almost a burden. The, the when you're doing, when you're living that way, sex is a burden, for sure. It's so really no way to live. Yeah, you feel you should, f- you feel a certain kind of innate guilt almost the next day yeah. too. Yeah, that's why you probably drink so much because mm. he's just trying to smother it.
1: Well, I I don't think it's like the source of his his uh, need to inebriate himself all the time but it's definitely a feature of because like, what is sex? Sex is a sacred interaction and when your whole world view, your, your whole orientation toward the world is one in which you Deny the sacred right. because you're a nihilist, but you still have this animal passion in you. Uh, passion is not the right word, but this animality that is urging you toward the feminine and then females. Like you want you want to dominate them. He's all he's constantly talking about mounting women, right? Uh, But The the Negation of that is that He doesn't actually believe in the sacred So it's very It's kind of just It's like merely hedonism And maybe dominance Which is all, also empty mm. So I don't know I don't My thing is like uh, There are so many things to read I have so many books Stacks of interesting things like I don't, I don't know this stuff I think in the year 2023 it's, is, it's aged
0: out of its prime for sure. it's just
1: no longer relevant like you can you could do it you could read it as an anthropological study um, of seedy underworld LA 1980 you know like 75 to 80, late yeah. capitalism you know sure. all that but it's not edifying. It's not like teaching you. I don't know. Well, the one thing
0: that a lot so many people said in their review of of women, this is the same. I read Post Office by him, and I read Factotum as well. It's the mm-hmm. same thing. There's no story in it. Yeah, it just sort of is this list of events, mm-hmm. and then it ends. Yeah. And a lot of people were waiting. You know, I don't know how. Waiting for some kind of wisdom or yeah. realization to reveal itself at the yeah. end of this book. Yeah, you're holding your breath mm. this is, as that's not coming. Right. Bukowski never wrote to deliver wisdom. Mm. He just wrote these series of events. Mm-hmm. Close the book. He mm-hmm. just this could have gone on. Honestly, if he had had more women, he could have just gone on twice as long. Yeah. But I'm, you know, at two, page 200, I'm like, this is over for me. Like, yeah. it just, it's just, oh, it just doesn't, <clears throat> you know what it is? It is the failure to graduate. I was going to say your, that. Yeah. In, in your theories or our theories here. The pure you know, eternus. Of, of, um, uh, of, uh, uh, Right. hero's of journey, the yeah. right passage. It's a failure to graduate. You, you see a guy in his forties. Yep. If you talk to him and he says, you know, yeah, man, I'm just trying to fucking smash this weekend. Just trying to smash. <laughs> That's pathetic. Yeah. It's Pathetic. Yeah. You know it's pathetic. Yeah. I've heard, I've met these guys. Yeah. Before. They're like, yeah, I just you know, just like trying to hang out around the parties, man. You're know, like, dude, you you're like 43 years old. Yeah. Like, go. You look s- ridiculous. It, it go sit even, down, Grandpa. I don't know what to tell you. work for the rich and the powerful. Like it, it. You know, there's some envy built into our culture of this for a oh, lot yeah. of people. Yeah. DiCaprio with his 25 year old limit, and uh, but to me, I'm like that's kind of pathetic. I agree. That the man can't form a
1: connection that's more meaningful than. Uh, well, he's never like created his own family, you know. He's and he's, he's never founded a family. Prime, yeah, you know, and
0: he's past. His, he's well past his thirties. He's in his mid forties. Yeah, he could still do that, of course. But and it's strange to me that these men of enormous egos do
1: not wish to have that legacy. I in f- uh, it's like, perhaps in fairness though to a, a character like DiCaprio, even though he does have to, it, apparently this silly rule of. Not dating any chick older than 25 Well
0: it's a, it's a meme rule That we assume is true Because, but because of the pattern, yeah, the pattern.
1: Yeah, pattern, pattern We're merely really pattern noticing <laughs> Oh god you want to go there? No but In fairness <laughs> That's my favorite In term. spite of pattern noticing DiCaprio Yeah He's wildly famous I, I bet it would be very difficult To find somebody that you could marry if you are that famous, you know, it's uh why not? I don't know. I think it could be difficult. I think
0: I don't know. I don't I don't I don't know if I believe that. Yeah I I think uh I think for some people these things are just transactions, you know? Sure. They're they're just and they're mutual transactions. They're Mm -hmm. obviously getting the women are getting something, mm-hmm. and they 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 probably start these relationships with a man like that. And they yep. say, "I know I'm not going to marry this guy; he's going to kick me out at, once I reach this age." Right. But Meanwhile, they'll get whatever they want. They'll get to travel with him and yeah. be part of his life, and right. and they'll have it sort of almost on a resume mm-hmm. that he, they dated Leonardo DiCaprio, and that's they'll write a memoir. It, well, <laughs> maybe or maybe it's just establishing connections i I don't operate in that world i don't operate in that worldview i don't i don't know what it's like to be in that level Mm -hmm. um i do but i i can't help but think on a spiritual level it's sad to to make all of this stuff transaction transactional. yeah you know to not carry on the culture of uh graduation of you know understanding the rites of passage that you always are talking about yeah yeah they definitely i i feel it tugging at me i'm 33 years old the rites yeah. of passage you know um, obviously to be married first but but yeah. to have a family and to not wait till i'm 40 you will love
1: being a father i'm it, telling you yeah i'm sure one of the best things that's
0: what ever. you know i was just talking to my friend john uh drummer in my band about this the other day, he's got a got like a son. Yeah, and he said the same. He's like, "It's the best thing I've ever done." I'm not saying it with it isn't without challenges. Yeah, it's pretty exhausting. For sure, for sure. But he said, "It's the best and most rewarding thing I've done, hands down." It's not even percent. Um, and uh, so yeah, I mean, I to, that's a na I feel like that's a you know, you could say it's a cultural urge, but I think it's a natural urge. I think it transcends one hundred percent. And um. It's built in It's built in It's so old That it's, it's built just into there. women Let me tell you that <laughs> They're like Huh I happen to be 30 now and I want a baby <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, You don't want to end up Like Chelsea Handler Okay <laughs> No 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 uh, It just starts to look It looks well, pathetic But all
1: Exactly it,
0: you, No and I, I I want to just clarify Yeah you top. have a little caveat there I, But My caveat is I don't believe That everybody should have a family Yeah I just don't believe Everybody should behave Like they're a hedonistic 25 year old Their whole life either Right Like I, I don't If you're a 45 year old woman Who never had kids Like my aunt And just Was a career path person Yeah I don't see any I, I personally think That's great Like if you want to do that That's fine Sure um, But I think if you're A 45 year old And you're like I still got it You know Right it's yeah like, I'm going to the club Yeah It's like You look silly man You know? Yeah On either side Of the gender spectrum Yeah You look silly Yeah you just, it's weird. It's weird, you know. Yeah. I'm fifty. I still got it. I still bring guys home. I still yeah, go, yeah. I still bring women home. Come on, man. You're yeah. wearing kids' shoes, man. Come on. <laughs> you know, you're you're wearing. You're just wearing clothes that don't fit your soul. Right, right, right You know, right. it's just so weird to me. But it's that's our culture, man. This obsession with being twenty forever. Right.
1: Well, we worship Apollo. Which, mm. which is another problem God, Like son. we worship youth And, uh, and even, we also hate old age It's not even vitality which is an, of inversion. youth though. Yeah, it's, it's not it, it, it's, it's merely the image It's ignorance of youth that people are worshipping
0: mm. You should want to fight for vitality Like the Greeks and Romans loved the vitality of the young man
1: figure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: That's great Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one thing, but we should be... We but should, they also loved wisdom. Wisdom is the highest virtue. Mm-hmm. We're going to be a generation that doesn't have many whys in it. Uh, yeah,
1: maybe. I have hope for us. But there, there's definitely a significant portion of... Of our generation, what's wisdom going to look like? What's an eighty-year-old millennial going to sit on the bench and talk about? Oh my gosh,
0: the park bench, you know, with this the park. Bench. <laughs> but I, we're not even going to wear cool hats, you know. Like uh, I met, um, I told you, I told you, who I met this past weekend when I was in
1: kentucky at your event at the, event, the military <laughs>
0: no it was a show of shows I went to a military event with uh, my good buddy jeremy um, full of world exotic world war ii memorabilia yeah, yeah like half of it was just like nazi
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, was re- it was really interesting
0: actually it was really cool
1: yeah um, i'm sure it was very historically educational it, experience
0: it was um there was some some russian Orthodox and military, like like uh, Lenin and oh, really some flags and uniforms of old communist uniforms, really cool. But most of it was uh, American and German, Uh, World War II tunics and all that, helmets, World War One, yeah, 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 super cool. Um, But at the towards the end of it, I I ended up meeting three World War Two era vets. I say era because uh, I met. Airman. Hmm. Tuskegee Airman Tuskegee Airman Tuskegee. I'm sorry That's that The fishing <laughs> yeah, shop yeah, yeah. The Sorry uh, Tuskegee Airman uh, I, His name Is on the edge Of my mind Right now But And I thought well, You know These You could see These three men Had lived Beyond a full life I mean these were The, the airman I met Was going to be A hundred wow. This year And um Still smiling Still just happy I said oh well you know I'm, I, I won't see you But happy birthday I hope it's a good one he go, And he just kind of smiled And he said eh, If I make it
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah these guys are kind They're so old They're like I could die tomorrow I could die right 90, in front of you right? Exactly You know once you reach 99 It's kind of any moment You know Yeah It, it could be another 10 years For all you know Sure But um Wisdom you know, you you look at some of those guys. There's wisdom, and, and it's built into the lives they lived. Mm-hmm. It's part of the stru- the structure. Mm-hmm. I don't know that we're we're living lives that can be structurally wise. Hmm. Interesting. Um. It's lives like this that there's just no structural wisdom in it. Right. He's not going to get somewhere. The reason there's no lesson at the end of women. Yeah. Is because there's no wisdom at the end of women no wisdom in there true you know, my grandfather loved one woman yeah and he loved her for since he was 20 years old until yeah. he until he died yeah that was his ethic that was yeah. his wisdom that was his wisdom towards yeah you know there's no wisdom there that's Man. why I have a hard time with that and I think you circle back to what you said earlier Hemingway did have wisdom built into his, his literary outlook Mm-hmm. most of the tragedy in it was a was a tragic Wisdom, mm-hmm. you know, whether it was Catherine in *Farewell to Arms*, or yes, um, the girl he leaves in—I think it was st- stupid to do this in the story—but the girl he leaves in the Spanish Civil War in fare, uh, *Farewell to, um, for Whom the Bell Tolls*. Yep. Um or the the sad, tragic wisdom of uh, the thing that keeps man and woman apart. And yep, sun also rises. Yep, there's wisdom in that. Yes wasn't a perfect guy. He wasn't even a good guy, necessarily, anyway. Yeah. I think he
1: was yearning, reaching towards that flame, though. I think what you're gesturing at in those examples is that... Perhaps it is desirable that there is a moral to the story. Nihilism <laughs> is like, there's no meaning. There's no moral to the story of our existence. Right. But when you look at that in practice... our our innate deep-seated aesthetic sense our intuition says Mm -hmm. there's something wrong about that like it's empty it's also it's ugly this dude's vomiting every morning Mm -hmm. right and describing all of his like bodily function it's just gross like i'm not interested in that and yeah you could psychologize about why i'm not interested in that but it just is not aesthetically pleasing. No. It's, you're dealing with the trash of life. Like those things. It's Your body is rejecting certain things. And and that as an aesthetic is just bad. Um, it's not beautiful. Thing. It's not beautiful. No. Now, Hemingway is tasteful. And his stories, even though he is kind of a he's not a nihilist he's like struggling with nihilism actually Mm -hmm. i think that's his main thing uh but all of his stories have a moral yeah and you can tease it out it's not like overbearing overbearingly moral it's not propagandistic but like there's just this ambient morality that flow flows throughout the text and then when you finish the book you're like Oh. You can also have
0: a good cry.
1: To sure, sure. And
0: you can, and can, there it, is beauty there. It's like a sentimental cry. Yeah, you're not gonna cry for Chenasky. No, this dude is. Uh... Because there's nothing you can possibly <laughs> feel, even the anger people feel for this character. Yeah, it's
1: like you have to work at that a little bit. You have to actually try to feel. it I only have unprintable words for Bukowski today. That is, I can't say them. <laughs> I, I. It's funny because I like some of his poetry. Sure. I don't even. I think his writing is actually decent. No, he's he's a good writer. It's wasted. He, he's a good writer. It's just his content is kind of, at least for this point in time, it's not resonating. Like maybe if we lived in a more conservative. Like pervasively conservative, right, right. Time, then this would become interesting again because this would be a that's contrast. Right. But right now, we're living in the chaos, and that's the norm. And so to read some dude talking about his chaos is like, I also, don't know, this, bro. This
0: doesn't even phase me anymore. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not live, tickled by this. Nothing. I live in this degenerate culture. Right. I don't. It's not. Uh, I live, I live in the, you know, you said earlier the end stage capitalism yeah, late stage. you know, the, I, yeah I live post that, I live yeah. in the era of foot pics and buttholes on the internet yeah like, this isn't
1: even phase me right, the, this is milk toast. like, <laughs> I don't know so this I don't, is like PG I kind of wish it did I kind of sure. wish it did phase, but,
0: um, all all that you would have to do to make it phase me Is to Wire in some sentiment To Chnasky. Show me that he's Feeling some pain Yeah Or show me that he's Yearning In a way Somewhere He doesn't yeah. have to Modify his actions Because that, yeah. w- that wouldn't, Would alter the whole story But It's just that He never really Processes yearning mm-hmm. um, He just kind of He's like a little kid yeah He wants things But he doesn't yearn As mm-hmm. uh, In any In any way That has sentiment Or Or um, To go back to wisdom Just he He's he's just like Grabbing at these women like Like candy bars You yeah. know Yeah uh, And when they're gone They're just gone Yeah
1: It's just like They're gone But the bear's still here yeah. <laughs> I think another thing That stuck out to me Was the lack of permanence there are all these women mm-hmm. so which is an impermanent orientation toward the world where you're interacting with the sacred but it's not a consistent interaction with one woman or even a couple it's like tons of women and he's also living in this little apartment complex where people can just move out at any time which is also another lack of permanence and who even knows what this thing is made of like how long is the place where bukowski lives going to even be up like la is full of impermanent structures especially the structures that he's interacting with you know like little apartment complexes beach houses down in Santa Monica or whatever uh hot dog stand like there's just impermanence everywhere and I think that's another one of the problems with well that is made manifest by the story like and of course he's not advocating for it He's kind of putting up a mirror to it, but maybe it's my own reflection where I'm looking at it and I'm like, yeah, that's bleak. Like, there's just so much impermanence in America as opposed to, you know, say the architectural permanence of... Israel. Israel or many places <laughs> in Europe. Even though, but Israel... I only say that because you're your Yeah, well, Israel has like... Some structures that are very Old and beautiful and then a lot of it Is brand new but they build it in the old Style because they're building With permanence in mind they're like Mm. We are not going anywhere no one Will ever eject us from this land We're gonna die first Whereas Americans are like You know Why would I build permanently if I Can we're like a, a, a Socially hypergamous society Where it's like we're always looking for the next best thing. Like, what Whoa. is better than my current situation? Oh, I'll just move there. I don't need to worry that, about permanence. and as K wrote in his essay in uh, the Sentimental Book, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: um, Americans build so that anywhere you go, and this kind of loops back to what you have written about, and the view from a uh, view from somewhere, somewhere, yeah, is that. Americans want to feel that wherever they go, it is this. It is something the they same. know. It's right? Why they want to drive down the highway 100 miles and know that the exit has Chick fil A, McDonald's, a Motel Six. I hate that. It's, oh my well, gosh! It's well, wor- it's the worst. The whole country is colonized by corporate roadsides. Um, this
1: they, this is language that just wounds me.
0: It, it it does. Uh, you know, and it's that's
1: the american way i i even the franchise is is that why do you have a franchise because you're like so scared of novelty that you need to have something you know everywhere 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 Everywhere.
0: yeah i mean russ ave same thing it's right off the highway same thing it's all the junk all the same shit the boxes the bricks the fucking cement blocks and the wood. Yeah, yeah. And then, but you go out to uh, the highway right there and you, you merge on to 40 down the road. Yep. You could take that all the way to California. Mm hmm. And you can stop in any town along the way. Yep. And get the same thing you can get here. With with no variety. <laughs> True. Now you can get, there are towns of interest that have Main Street and, like, Waynesville is a beautiful Main Street. And, sure, sure. But it's not. Convenient, right? You have to go into town, right? To go get a good coffee. You have to go right. into town, yeah, park, park your car, yeah. Um, walk. No, God no forbid, people for, fucking yeah. walk. You know, right, right, right. It's the drive. You know, it's it, it, it's it's. Yeah, I'm going. This, this I'm going to Florence, Italy this year mm. with Giuliana Have you been?
1: No, have you? Yeah, you have. Yes. I can't wait. It's magical. Very beautiful. It of is. course it has its touristy element, but it's just amazing. Yeah. Like you you can't even believe that people built these churches. Well, that's why I want to go. I need to see extra- and, extravagance. And they built them for hundreds of years, right? This is, everyone always says this, but it bears repeating. Like, can you imagine starting a project that, you wouldn't finish that would not be finished in the lifetime of your grandchild like it'll be finished in your great grandchild's lifetime and you're starting it now like you have to have a lot of faith in the meaning of what you're doing and that it's true everything yeah everything's going to be functioning so that that project gets carried out that is incredible that's an incredible thing that yeah It's the pyramids
0: it's, it's yeah. a lot of the greatest structures in the world when old men plant trees that they won't sit under something there's, like that there's wisdom in that idea yes that I'm going to see through my part Mm-hmm. not the structure but my part in it mm-hmm. that's that is that's real that's wisdom yeah you know the society we live in is I want what I want now,
1: right. That's an
0: infant's mindset.
1: Yeah, well, and child. you're you're also you don't care about children. Yeah. Right. You don't care about anything beyond you, any generation beyond you, which is, you know, now the boomer generation is pillaging America, sending all our money to Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just another example of yeah. of the eternal child. Yeah, it's um Yeah, Ukraine. You want to talk about that? Nah, nah, well, we, we can <laughs> I don't know why I brought that up Sorry Why did we choose this book Women, by the way? Well,
0: one of the women is Ukrainian, I'm sure <laughs> At least spiritually <laughs> um, Why did we choose it? I think we, we, we thought it was um, Well,
1: it was timely Modern relevance Yeah uh, the, Oh, that's nice, the light Okay, good Um, um there was that chick who did that gym video oh god <laughs> there's a
0: lot yeah what she called the guy in that video though she said it was something she called him a name she I really know. demonized the guy he did. He just he glanced at her you know yeah that's what you do when you're around people you look at them yeah you, you, unless you're
1: a psycho yeah head down yeah never looking ever around you which is crazy I I think that video was really good though um, even though you know we're bringing it up like three weeks after the fact but I think it's it was good for gym culture probably because it like exposed how ridiculous it is when these chicks go into these gyms and you know they're pretending to be like so offended when they're over clicks yeah for when they're dressing the way they're dressing and they're not working out you know they're doing like hip thrusts and <laughs> nah to be fair i'm sure a lot of the girls are actually doing real workouts but well actually um, to raise it to go to the point it it sucks because it ruins
0: the gym for the girls who just want to go participate in fitness true these thoughts <laughs> right are ruining the gym experience for other women right Because now guys As a reaction Are like We just need our own gyms Yeah We need these These women out of our gyms Yeah You know Um, Single Single sex gyms There are a lot of women Though who are going there To to participate In exercise And betterment And they they get to deal with You know TikTok Lucy
1: over here Yeah yeah Who's just like who has her her sticking her butt out like don't look at it don't. Look. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, anyone watching can look though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't look. Come on, and, and you know me, he's and like, me. okay, listen, what's your TikTok? I'll pull it up and I'll watch via the TikTok. Is it okay if I if we do it that way? Well, that's the
0: thing. Actually, the girl who really who really demonized the the guy yeah. in that video has an OnlyFans. She's yeah, an OnlyFans yeah, yeah, model. Yeah, yeah. She's like people objectifying. It's like. You do that to yourself, yeah, you know you, you, you sell sex. what yeah. do you want? yeah I'm, I'm sorry' I'm not, I'm not socially liberal on this issue one bit, yeah. you know uh, tell the audience right now, yeah. just not. I think porn is degenerate, yeah like, I think all this is so bad for society. yeah I'm not exactly. saying it should be illegal, but it's it doesn't like you know, but I think it's it is poisoning the well, true. There's the men are not having strong relationships with women. Mm-hmm. Women with men. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they see each other as sort of enemies or transactional mm-hmm, mm-hmm. things to you know monetarily transactional. Right, right, right. I'm talking about end stage capitalism. Like as a leftist, you know, you want to talk about transaction. Right. You turned your fellow person into a
1: to a commodity and Right. There's nothing left. Yeah, monetizing every interaction, every private space. Everything. Yeah, no private life, right?
0: Mm-hmm. We, we've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. It's like, and, and you know, in this book, there's, that's really actually what this is. It's the beginning of the end of, of the sacred private
1: life. Yeah, that's true, right? Because he, even by mentioning all of his bodily functions, he's essentially monetizing these. Like, I'm not going to the bathroom with people. And I have no interest in doing that. But when the writer writes that out, the writer has taken me to the bathroom with them as the reader. And they've also monetized that space because they sold the story with that in it, thinking that that's like going to make people buy it. And maybe, yeah, at the time, people thought, Oh... He's so like visceral. He takes me to the bathroom with him in the, hey, boat, you know, he's taking a it's, shit. Yeah, it's like it's messy to me. Ugh. That is just unsightly, lacking in uh, decorum. Decorum, sure. It, it
0: steps outside of again what's literary. It, it, it's, right. Uh, it's it's now a tabloid. Yeah. Uh, it's tabloid writing when you go there, and he steps outside of. Um, yeah he steps out that's that's the
1: difference like you're not him. deep or interesting for taking people to the bathroom with you in your writing
0: no I don't. Or, or continuing to do the very thing that brings you in there in the first place mm-hmm. and then it's like we get it you drink too much right um now a lot of the books that we've read and that we read and enjoy that you know to go back to Hemingway or to Edward Abbey, alcohol is everywhere. Sure, but it's like this experience of passing the wine back and forth, right? Um, and there's you're getting this mood out of that, that especially Hemingway, Mm-hmm. especially you know he's, when they're talking and they're in the the countryside and they're just yeah. sharing drinks and, and yeah. It's so you can tying up a wine bottle, and oh, putting it in the in the in the stream to keep cool. They're all absolutely hammered at the fiesta. Yeah, and uh, but it's beautiful, right? It's like this this brotherhood, this energy, sure, this kind of chaotic. But but you, you can feel the sun rays on those buildings, you know. Yeah, and you can feel the energy. It's different than um, I got drunk and threw up. Yeah, I, you know,
1: I'm just not
0: interested I'm in not it. interested in it, yeah I'm not. But again, it goes back to the kind of c- Culture we live in and the one we want to live in Is much different than the one Sort of being broadcasted here uh, Through Bukowski's writings um, You know, and if The if the, if the wording Or if the lesson is supposed to be That all of this stuff happened as a result of a Painful childhood Painful experiences, abusive father Which he mm-hmm. had in detachment from his mother and Bukowski's own physical ugliness that he had mm-hmm. um you know it's all his pimples and which is, again is gross but yeah <laughs> um then then show us show us the pain right
1: you know not just that, not just this like yeah it's it, in that way it seems like he's hiding hiding yeah. I think that was a big part of the critique as well a
0: lot of people had. It's like this yeah. it's not actually pain. You're like you're trying to tell us you had a rough life, but it's no one's able to relate in a sympathetic way to it.
1: Right. Yeah, and it's like, oh I'm gonna listen to classical music and I'm gonna be familiar with well, all these with all these finer things, but I wanna live in the gutter. Yeah. Yeah, well,
0: Bukowski was there's and, and don't I don't think we should make any mistake. Bukowski was pr- was exceptionally well read, for sure. Well cultured underneath all that. Yeah, uh, I'm not saying it was a costume for him to live like a degenerate. I think he was one. Might have been. I think he was a degenerate. <laughs> but I, I, but he was also the kind of guy that while was while he was drunk, he was reading. He probably read Milton. He probably yeah. I'm of sure course. he did. Of course. I'm sure, he studied. You know, studied the goods. Right. Uh, just didn't convey that. Right. I mean, it just wasn't. Occasionally, he drops a reference, and you're like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. But right. I would say, if you want to read, what I think is is um, a me- like Bukowski, but with meaning. In mm-hmm. romance, mm-hmm. sort of the better, the the best end of what I could envision this to be, I would read Edward Abbey*. Hmm. Um, I know you read *Desert Solitaire* and you've read some of his essays, but yep. his other novels, like his novel uh, *The Fool's Progress*, mm. it's beautiful, and it's and it begins with <laughs> this kind of chaos, but it takes you on a journey that's really. Um, oh, I, I picked up a copy of that. I have not You have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow! It is man. It's one of my favorite novels. Mm. I cried pretty hard when I read when I got to the end of that. That was a wow. tough book. Yeah. Um, but the beginning of it's hilarious. He like shoot. He takes a shotgun and he sh- blows holes in his refrigerator <laughs> after his wa- and, like third wife leaves him or something. <laughs> and he starts on this journey. This very Bukowski-esque. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got this like sick dying dog, and he's like, yeah you know he's just kind of like fuck this place let's get in the pickup truck he's like uh i could kill the dog or i could take it and he's like "Uh, i'll take him you know (laughs) (laughs) and um the dog's obviously like his best friend yeah 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 it's really like bukowski meets steinbeck's travels with charlie but also meets hemingway it's Mm. a it's a really incredible book Mm. um I would just tell somebody to read that instead. Yeah. You want to get the the, the whole thing yeah. that you're searching for here. Yeah. Maybe people aren't searching for. It. Read that. Fool's yeah. Progress is. I like, God, it's such a good book. I'm gonna do it. Um yeah. I always felt like like he was a Bukowski figure, but he believed in he was searching for meaning. Hmm. You know? Abby yep. Abby was married five times. He had yeah. He had a lot of kids. <laughs> He's like write a passage over over. <laughs> he's a very difficult man, um but look at it you've read his
1: you've read yeah, his book. i I like Abby, I think he's great it's beautiful writing, yes, yeah, desert solitaire he's very good um, and he even though he is he's not a nihilist, he's more like a stoic, he thinks that. You know, there must be some origin for all of this, but yeah, but he thinks God just kind of turned it on and left and, war, and, war clockmaker theory. yeah yeah and 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 he's sad about it, yeah, yeah he's re- he's sad he's he actually does have sorrow, yes. and he communicates that to you, whereas Bukowski does not care. <laughs> <laughs> well
0: what was the difference of the two gravestones read? One, one is don't try oh okay it was don't try is Bukowski's really yes that's his gravestone don't try and and Abby's is no comment <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that that's see that's witty yeah don't try is depressing yeah in, in that nihilistic sense right 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 um no comment is humor. No comment. Yeah, and it's it's somewhere in the desert. Yeah, like because he was scattered. Right. Uh, um. So that's just funny. Don't don't try versus no comment. There's two philosophies in, in each of true, those. True, true. Um. And there's something to be said for don't try though. Yeah, we can finish on this thought if you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't try being. There's something to that too. Don't. You you know what? A Tessa, most fake. Yep. She tried too hard. True. She's successful. I I, I give her kudos. She figured out the market and she she hacked it. Yep. Well, that's a try hard novel for sure.
1: Definitely. Um, Definitely. I just read uh, Aurobor, which is Against Nature by Heisman's French writer latter half of the 1800s and he kind of does the thing that Mushveg does in uh, Solitude, my year of or Rest and Relaxation um, where he locks himself up in his Paris apartment for probably about a year or longer maybe I'm not remembering now The the time is like less pronounced the exact amount of time that he's locked himself away but he you know has his novels he has his wine and his food and eventually he can't even eat food anymore Um, but he thinks it's a good thing because it makes him more efficient with his time and nonsense but it's just like a proto year of rest and relaxation and it's also it's funny because on the one hand it is like this decadence that i think is missing like a kind of true decadence that is missing from society now and from just our civilization in general we don't know how to be decadent we don't know how to appreciate the finer things a lot of the time because we're just too cheap but i'm too cheap (laughs) (laughs) no no you actually spend a lot more money on books than i do uh, do I, I don't. I don't buy the hardbacks. Oh, I, I, I'm cheap about the hardbacks. Actually, I was the one giving you crap because you wanted to all buy all of that. His books from China. You wanted to buy the Antelope Hill whatever edition. I was like, no, they're charging us twenty seven dollars for a hundred and twenty five pages. This is outrageous.
0: Uh, it is. It certainly isn't good. Uh, ethical socialism, Manasseh. Oh you're gosh. a monarchist. You should be paying the queen's prices. <sighs> the king. The king. The <laughs> king's right, right. She's She's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God save her. Uh, but no, um, yeah. Yeah, because, and I, I actually get what you mean by that, because there's no. If you're going to sell me a $30 book, I want it to be a $30 book. Yeah, I want it to. Have the aesthetic of thirty dollars.
1: You know, I did buy one Antelope Hill book. What was it? Lord Miles.
0: They're they're an iffy press for a lot of people. Are they? I think they're like actually a pretty far right book. Are they really? Yeah, I think so. But oh no. Well, <laughs> but they have some interesting titles. Um, like uh, I want to read that Arditi book uh, no yeah, yeah, yeah no yeah. no one has written about the Arditi. Yeah near da Papolo. Yeah. No one has written about those guys. The one of these, like the Italian shock troops of, of World War 1. Yeah. Who scared the shit out of everybody cause Right, they ran into the trenches with daggers and stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They were the the most feared battalion in World War 1. Well, the thing is, if you want literary spicy food, you got to go to like go to right. underground re- restaurants and that's what Antelope Hill is is mm-hmm. It's a place where you can get some exotic, spicy food that you can't really get anywhere else, right. it's, or it's a lot harder to find. It's a lot more expensive. The formatting, it's you know, it is what it is, and um, and also you can't just completely write off every single idea in a book because you disagree with one of the ideas. No, in you shouldn't book. do that at all. And I think in many cases, or enough cases. Uh, people do that you know
0: people do do that with anything sure they'll do you know I I had discussed with some people at one point recently that my friend was a collector of World War II artifacts yeah many of them were uh, D-Day Allied soldier tunics and yep um, but he also collects the you know the uh, Axis German troop tunics and Nazi stuff and Oh, who would collect Nazi stuff? It's like people who are preserving History. an interesting part of, a, of the, the most historical moment of the 20th century. Yeah. Um, that's who. Right. You know, it's right. not. There are some people. Right. And I even saw some of these people at the. What, wearing the helmets? No, I saw like some people. I was like, oh, that dude actually is a. F- Nasty. <laughs> <laughs> he's here because he's buying his ideology, right? But most, of, you know, ninety-five plus percent of the people who are engaging these ideas of, yeah, you know, you're not supposed to, sure, or sure. This, um, are the artifacts of ideas that you're not supposed to touch, right? Are just doing it because they're interested in the history. Sure. You should engage. Are you? If you limit yourself that way, you're yeah. not going to read Rousseau. You're yeah. not going to read. Haggle right. Because of his view On the state Right About Well which You know About it being all encompassing mm-hmm. The supreme You know Rule yeah, of man yeah, yeah. I would think A lot of people Would just cut all these things out Right Actually We have seen The evidence of that Right Now Yeah Um Just like Oh if I don't like something I won't even engage it Right It's like Now you just Have people who don't Know anything at all Right Um
1: and there's like a pride in it too.
0: Right. Which, anyway, I got on a tangent, but. But anyway, um, should we wrap it up?
1: Charles Bukowski's Women. Women? Rate right it one to five. I'll give it a three. Yeah, two and a half. Two and a half? Um, okay, no, I, I amend mine. 2.75. Okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's easy to read. Uh, I think Bukowski should actually be read. Sure for a lot of the reasons we discussed today. Right. But I don't think he should be really praised if you're over 30.
1: <laughs> you get your yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. If it's an anthropological study, sure. But, um, I don't know. There, Like I said, there are so many other much better things that you could read in your short time that you have on earth why would you waste your time with Bukowski well if you're going to read end quote <laughs> if, you, if you're going to read them just do it in two days yeah
0: just read the book in two days yeah. just kinda, uh, don't drag it out like don't I don't drag did. it out but you won't you won't sit with this after you're done with it right you won't be like ah that book that time yeah, you'll throw it
1: out you'll, you'll probably just yeah put it away or drop it off um, at the local bookstore
0: and quick reminder check out sentimentalpress.net and pick out Manasseh's book
1: yeah The Philosophy of Jazz Music on Amazon.com available everywhere now alright digital and print until the next one